And Pasty, if there's one thing that we know about him, it's that he loves the peacock. He sure does. And if we're talking about anybody, of course, we're talking about the one and only Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. He, he better love the peacock, seeing as they just made him another pretty penny. A pretty peacock penny. Yes. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's raking in the dough faster than a Redditor who bought stock in uh, GameStop. I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's a hell of a story. I can't wait to see what comes of that next week. Oh, uh, they're, they're going to pull a bunch of strings and all that money is going to have to go back. And the people, oh, I know. It's, it's so fucked up. Free trade my ass. Right. No, it's just so funny because I've seen people like since the beginning of the pandemic talking about using Robin Hood and shit. Right. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> now look what's happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. But of course, at the top of the show, you know, we got the biggest story of the week. And as Probably we previously the biggest story said, of the month. No, this is pretty cool. And I'm I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. NBC Universal's Peacock streaming network is the new home of WWE Network in the United States. That's right. Fuck you, the rest of the world. WWE announced Monday that they have signed a multi-year agreement with Peacock, which will give them the new platform exclusive streaming rights to the WWE Network in the United States. The Wall Street Journal reports that the deal is for five years and is valued at more than $1 billion. Or roughly two hundred million a year. Yeah, Peacock will launch the WWE Network on Thursday, March eighteenth, and this will kick off the rollout of more than seventeen thousand hours of new original and library programming on demand and the live channel. The WWE Fast Lane event will be the first pay per view to stream on Peacock on March twenty first, which explains why they decided to shoehorn in a WWE pay-per-view like three weeks before Mania. It was noted that the WWE Network move to Peacock caught the WWE Network employees off guard. Word is that WWE Network employees did not know about the actual move to Peacock as of one week ago, but it's believed that the WWE Network negotiations go back to January of last year, which would make sense. This is a huge move. You're not going to figure it out in two months. Right. This this was Vince like, oh, yeah, I know where he got SmackDown on Fox now, but... I got a plan for you guys. Uh, The new deal will also include one annual signature WWE Network documentary for Peacock beginning in 2022. The new WWE Network premium price point will be $4.99 on Peacock, which is a savings of over $5 a month, brother. Whoa. The ad-free version, Peacock Premium Plus. (laughs) That's a lot of peas. (laughs) Well, <laughs> it'll cost $9.99 per month, which is a very familiar price to those of us who shell out for the WWE Network. This also gives WWE leverage when SmackDown and Raw contracts come up, as they now have a streaming option as well to negotiate. Yes, Peacock is currently available on all Apple and Google platforms, Roku, Chromecast devices, Microsoft's Xbox One family of devices, Sony's PS4, PS4 Pro, and PS5, Vizio SmartCast devices, and LG TV Smart TVs. 
The service is also available at no additional cost to Comcast eligible Xfinity, XI, and Flex customers and customers of Cox Contour. So if you want the peacock, you should have the Cox. Yes. That's very phallic. I love it. Nick Khan, WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer, explains some of the benefits with this move. While WWE Network only has 1.1 million subscribers, which is a substantially large amount, Peacock is free in the 24 million Comcast Cable and Cox Cable homes. And I'm sure you know. So for the first time ever, WrestleMania, which is our Super Bowl, is going to be available for free to those homes. In addition to that, it cuts the cost for our consumers from $9.99 a month for WWE Network to $4.99 a month on the ad-supported tier of Peacock, or they'll not only get WWE, but EPL, English Premier Language League. <laughs> English, you need to take that English, English Premier Language class. I know, I know right? <laughs> the Office, Dick Wolf, and so many other cock and good titles. It's a very phallic article. <laughs> this deal has apparently, though, caused a rift between WWE and ESPN, as it's believed that ESPN was a significant part of the WWE Network talks before WWE decided on a deal with NBCU for Peacock. Disney is the parent company of ESPN, and there are rumors at one point of Disney ESPN potentially being invest- interested in buying WWE as a whole, actually owning WWE. Apparently, ESPN found out three weeks ago that they were not getting the WWE Network deal, and Dave Meltzer has reported that ESPN has pretty much shut down any WWE coverage on ESPN right now, and no more WWE content is to air on ESPN. Wow. This should bode well for AEW as well, but it was noted on ESPN that ESPN is not only cutting ties with WWE and not wrestling in general, there is no ban on getting guests from other wrestling promotions like in AEW. In theory, ESPN could bring on a Shaquille O'Neal or Mike Tyson to talk about what they did on AEW, or they could bring on AEW EVPs like Cody, the Bucks or AEW world heavyweight championship, Kenny Omega for interview segments. On top of that, NBC Sports is shutting down so the NHL can move to Wednesdays on USA, meaning NXT could change days or move back to the WWE Network and or Peacock, leaving AEW unopposed on Wednesday nights. So this is definitely, uh, this is huge news for the entertainment world in general. Not I'm just fans. sad. Because you know Peacock is not going to have the same kind of search functionality WWE Network does. When you just want to watch matches of like one person or one team, you just pop their name in and there's every match you could want to watch. Yeah, but have you ever tried to use that feature on WWE Network? It is very (laughs) not user-friendly either. No, but it's it's still, it's the convenience factor that we're going to miss. Maybe, or maybe we'll get it. I mean, they could end up, they could end up, you know, basically renting out the whole IP to to Peacock. You know what I mean? And it could just be. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm I'm interested in finding out. Um. You know, it's it means less money to spend. It means more content to take in, whether it's wrestling or Dick Wolf shows. 
<laughs> I like it. I like long but, over uh, SVU. I think what's really interesting is as uh, what does this mean for WWE superstars who are getting guaranteed money from the WWE network? I don't think it's going to be the same once it's you know not WWE owned anymore. What do you? Well, first of all, it is WWE owned. They they well, haven't got yeah. it. No, they haven't. But I mean, you. Yeah. I don't think it's paying the super. I don't think it'll be paying the superstars as much as it was. Well, who do you think's getting paid from WWE Network? Everybody. No, only the people that are that are working behind the scenes. That's part of WWE contracts. They don't get money for that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you I, I just know. I just know this. This got a lot of people off guard, like within the company. Oh yeah, guard. it has. It really, it really has. But it, it, I mean, it's only good because now. People who maybe haven't watched pro wrestling since the 80s or the 90s, and they're going to watch, you know, Law and Order, and then they're like, "Oh, hey!" Now I'm Vince will have a whole new reason to fucking pander to casuals. Yeah, well, you know, his his pan, you know, as much as we don't like it, obviously, because we're not watching it, his pandering to casuals is is raking in the fucking money. Like he knows how to run a business. Whether he knows how to put on a quality wrestling show or not, that's you know debatable but he knows how to run a business so whatever he's doing it's working and i would say he shouldn't change there are plenty of places right now more than ever for us who who enjoy quality wrestling to turn to such as your aews your impacts your mlws new japan ring of honor so i think good for them i think it i think it benefits the industry as a whole also, because again, it shows that pro wrestling is so viable that right can go to a streaming thing. Now maybe yeah. MLW could make a deal with a, you know, nowhere near as nice of a deal, but maybe a deal with some sort of streaming service like Netflix or something and get their stuff on there, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think cause this, this Peacock was not a viable platform before. But I think with the addition of WWE Network, I think that makes it a whole world Peacock more Peacock was not a viable platform before? I don't think I don't think a lot of people were buying it's into it. It's one of it. the largest streaming services that exist. I think it's like behind Disney Plus and HBO Max, maybe Hulu. I bet it's behind Hulu because Hulu's been around since fucking the beginning. Yeah, but Hulu isn't available uh, <laughs> you know, for on uh for just cable. You know, people who people who have cable have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they yeah. get it with their cable service. So I'm, I, I, you know. Well, let, what, what did they say? Um, uh, twenty four million people have access to this pasty. I don't know if twenty four million people have access to Hulu. Actually, I know they don't. <laughs> so, yeah, this is one of the largest ever. I mean, NBC Universal's huge. Maybe Disney outweighs them, but um, but Disney also isn't available on cable. Well, I guess no, Disney Channel. But you know, no, no. But I'm looking at this like the what the CBS streaming service that has all the Star Trek stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, nobody's Before watching. Peacock and 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 that that they all felt like the same tier. This. Uh, to me, bumps it up to a tier of like it's worth having, like HBO Max. Uh, yeah. Well, just for wrestling fans, I don't know that non wrestling fans it makes a difference to. Yeah, but yeah, I think they. I would say they they will see an increase in numbers. 
I'm, I'm sure the Peacock will see an increase in numbers, and I know WWE Network will see an increase in views because the people that already have it are going to, you know, 99% of them are going to keep it because it's no, it isn't any extra money. Right. And the people that it could be less money. Yeah. But I think people, that's another good guarantee for Peacock is most people coming over are just going to pay the 10 bucks anyway because that's what they were paying. Right. Right. So there might be a lot, there might be people that have the, uh, the free version of Peacock right now that will actually get the premium service just for this. Yeah. I could see that also. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it, it, it benefits everybody. I mean, I see, I see no losers in this. Um, other than ESPN and Disney, I guess, <laughs> but you know, I think, I think Disney's doing all right. Anyways, <laughs> I think they'll be okay. They'll land on their feet somewhere. Pacing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they own enough. <laughs> Matt, ah, well, this news definitely shook earth to the core and made its own staple and statement on history. But now it's time to take a look back back in time at this week in pro wrestling history yes basically because on january 24th 1988 wwf just so happened to put the very first televised royal rumble on the usa network on the same day that jim crockett promotions held their bunkhouse stampede pay-per-view purely coincidence i'm sure of course The special event originally had just 20 participants, but would be up to the traditional 30 by the next year. The show's main hook, however, was a contract signing for the WrestleMania 3 rematch between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant to take place on Friday's night edition of Saturday night's main event. Yes, (laughs) Friday night edition of Saturday night's main event. (laughs) Dubbed the main event, the match would take place on February 5th. Also of note, Dino Bravo, with some help from Jesse Ventura, kayfabe broke the world bench press record of 715 pounds. Although stories have been bounced around back and forth, it is alleged that it was like somewhere around 500 pounds or 450 or something. So it was still impressive. I know they also said that uh, having it in the ring really didn't work because it's very different than being on a concrete floor when you got springs underneath you and it kind of added kind of added weight to it almost <laughs> at the time of its original airing the royal rumble event was the most watched wrestling show in cable history and featured the jumping bomb angels defeating wwf women's tag team champions leilani kai and judy martin in a best two out of three falls match to win the titles Ricky Steamboat defeated Rick Rude by disqualification. The Islanders, Haku and Tama, defeated the Young Stallions, Paul Roma and Jim Powers, in a two out of three falls matches. And, of course, the main event saw Jim Duggan win the Royal Rumble, a rumble that featured Bret Hart, Tito Santana, Butch Reed, Jim Neidhart, Jake Roberts, Harley Race, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, Sam Houston, Danny Davis, Boris Zukov, Don Morocco, Nikolai Volkov, Ron Bass, B. Brian Blair, Hillbilly Jim, Dino Bravo, The Ultimate Warrior, One Man Gang, and Junkyard Dog. Nice. And uh, I can tell folks this because I've went and watched it a couple times. It's a really boring show. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. I mean, it's... You mean the two out of three falls matches didn't sell it? Yeah, I love a lot of 80s WWF, but man, this... 
this really wasn't it. Um, the jumping bomb angels are always fun to watch. Uh, and that's kind of a good match, especially back then when there wasn't a lot of women wrestlers, but yeah, the, the rumble itself is pretty, I mean, they hadn't done it, but a few times and it always been untelevised. So they were working on it. They were working on it. Well, there was never a bad Royal rumble after. <laughs> sure we'll go with that <laughs> but pasty before we get into our savage sentinel which is plump full this week uh i think we have a helpful reminder from our good friend jr yes we do it's funny how this virus is allegedly by in some people's estimation not really real i don't need to wear a mask you know i'm a dumbass uh, i walk out in front of cars probably won't hit me 50, 50 chance. It won't type deal. I don't care to take those chances, man. So I sit outside in the patio or in, in my outdoor kitchen and I drink mules. I'm not crying for me by any stretch of the imagination because things are different for all of us and all walks of life. But folks, all I can tell you, uh, is that, uh, you just wear a mask. Don't be hard headed. Don't be defiant. By God, nobody's going to make me wear a mask. And, and, uh, it's just where well, you're stupid, you're just silly. And, and why, why, why is it that important to be, you know, walk around with a, without a mask on? And I'm glad that a lot of businesses, at least in, in my area, and I'm sure in yours as well, you don't come in if you don't have a mask on. I don't, and I think that's a good, I think that's a good rule. And if you own your business, you should have the right to say that. So anyhow, uh, but wear your mask, social distance when you can be smart. And don't take any of this for granted. When my other grandkids, uh, grandpa died on Easter Sunday, it awakened me that this shit is deadly and it's very, very real. So, uh, it's just, uh, we gotta be smart folks, play together, help each other, encourage each other to wear their masks and, uh, we'll rock and roll from there. But that's right. Motherfucker, put your mask on, just wear it, just, just wear do it. it. JR said so. JR said so, and he wouldn't lie to you. I mean, he has, but... No. Buy some barbecue sauce, you little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Eat some of that that main event mustard. (laughs) I want to try that main event mustard. Hell yeah. I bet it'd be real great on some beef sticks. Damn tootin'. Mm-hmm. Now let's snap it to this week's big old juicy log of Savage Sentinel. Wow. That didn't work. Oh, well. I tried. <laughs> WWE has filed a lawsuit against the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services. Suing the government just days after a Democratic Party takes charge is very McMahon thing to do. The lawsuit was filed on Tuesday, January 26th in the U.S. District Court of Connecticut. Immigration attorney Martin G. Cuomo has filed documents on behalf of the WWE for the lawsuit. The nature of the lawsuit is currently sealed to the public. But speculation is that this has to do with WWE not being able to get a talent or employee into the United States, possibly due to policy changes amid COVID-19 pandemic. 
Court records show that citizenship and immigration services have not been served with the lawsuit yet, but they have 60 days to respond. Records also indicate that a men's pleading must be filed by March 27th, with discovery completed by July 8th. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, so basically they feel like they're above the law, and when the borders were shut down, they were like, well, we should have been able to get in anyways. What, the 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 the, the governor of Florida won't do that shit for you guys? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Just send them in a raft. That's how everybody else gets to Florida. <laughs> oh, Pasty, we spent a lot of time at the top of the show talking about the uh, NBC Universal WWE partnership, but th- that is not the only partnership WWE cinched this week, as Cricket Wireless announced a new multi-year sponsorship deal with the sports entertainment conglomerate. The new agreement will see Cricket Wireless be the co-presenting sponsor of Sunday's WWE Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Cricket Wireless will also be the proud sponsor and exclusive wireless provider of upcoming WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and next year's Royal Rumble events. They will also become the new presenting partner of WWE's live kickoff pre-shows. The Miz, Kofi Kingston, Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks will serve as brand ambassadors for Cricket under the new deal. The brand ambassador role involves original custom content, community activities, and marketing materials. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe Cricket Wireless is still a thing. <laughs> yeah, and apparently they got enough money to, uh, <laughs> to, to get in with WWE because... They've been in with WWE in the past. Uh, John Cena did that thing for them where they had the cardboard cutout and they had kids come and take a picture with the cardboard cutout, and then Cena burst through the wall behind them to greet them and like, oh. yeah, I don't think I don't think they've stopped, but this they they've started, but they've got a new multi. Yeah, this must have been the their contract must have been up, and so they so they got enough money, I guess, somewhere. I miss Ico Pro. You're the only one. You and Vince, that's it. <laughs> Stacker two, baby. <laughs> mm, those were the good partnerships. What about uh, Stridex? Come on, man. <laughs> Stridex medicated pads. Knock your acne out. Why isn't wrestling? Wrestling podcasts are sponsored by Blue Chew. Why not wrestling promotions? <sighs> well, pasty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have a good, I don't have a good answer. Why aren't they sponsored by uh by Save Money with Conrad? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good shit. I bet NWA would be. And Blue Chew. Oh yeah. Somewhere down the line. Oh yeah. Speaking of NWA, former NWA superstar Stu Bennett. Officially became the United States citizen today. Bennett was born in Penwortham, Lancashire, England. Took to Twitter today to reveal that he received a citizenship at a naturalization ceremony earlier today. God, that just sounds terrible. (laughs) Doesn't it? I'm so sorry what anybody has to do to come into this country. They like spray you down with some disinfectant. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's 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 not good. No. <laughs> Today, after thirteen point five years of living in this great nation, 
I have been granted citizenship of the USA. You can tell you can tell that he's from Europe because he didn't say thirteen and a half. He said thirteen point five. Thank you, American flag emoji, for embracing this Englishman. World Cups aside, I will continue to support you in everything you do. Wow. <laughs> to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I would say, I mean, I, I guess I will say congratulations to Stu because he this is obviously what he wanted. Bad time. But yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't go out of my way to come to America. I'm trying to find ways to leave America. Yeah. So... But, you know, whatever makes him happy, I'm, I'm all for, 100%. And you know what, Pasty? There's a few other guys that are getting happy, and that's professional wrestlers Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, of course, the former Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, respectively, because they're launching their own podcast network, the Major Pod Network, to expand upon the success of their flagship show, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, and its several media platforms. The launch includes two new original podcast series. What's the first one, Pasty? The first is MC, True Long Island Story. This is the this podcast will be a deep dive into Cardona's groundbreaking YouTube series, Z, True Long Island Story, which pioneered the use of social media to develop a wrestling character and promote storylines, a practice now typical across professional wrestling. Cardona, along with co-host Sterling and his occasional guests from the show's history, will rewatch all 100 episodes of Z True Long Island Story and discuss the concept behind the series. You know, everybody's got their fans and different people like different things. Man, I cannot see myself listening to a podcast about the making of a YouTube show. I just wanna I wanna hear it to hear about all the times Vince got all mad that he was doing it and building up a character that Vince never right. intended on using. Yeah, I, I'd listen to audio what I mean. read, I'd read excerpts from it and some of it would be but yeah, that just seems Well, maybe the other one would be better, Pasty, because the other is original is Extreme Conversations with Brian Myers. And each episode of Extreme Conversations explores a historic moment from classic ECW with interviews from the very wrestlers involved and other insiders, while weaving in Myers' own memories of watching. In the pilot episode, Myers discusses ECW's infamous Heat Wave 2000 event and the brawl that broke out between rival promotions. Former ECW wrestlers Francine, Just Incredible, Nova, and Steve Carino share their memories of the chaotic night. This pilot episode is already available, and more episodes will be released later this year with a bingeable short season format. Myers, don't put Tommy Dreamer on your podcast. You'll never get rid of him. <laughs> He'll just never leave. He'll hey, you, sleep you, in the studio. Have you had cockroaches? Because it's the same kind of deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Fat Mac, for this wrestling podcast, that's not all the wrestling podcast news we got for you. No way. No, there's more. Chris Hero revealed that he's starting a new podcast with Conrad Thompson titled, Can Chris Hero Save Rest? The answer is no. (laughs) That show, of course, will air on adfreeshows.com. Hero has found success with various promotions. 
He's a former Evolve champion, a former PWG world champion, a former Ring of Honor world tag team champion, and more. He was featured in NXT Fan NXT UK from 2016 to 2020. WWE let Hero go last year during a wave of releases. Conrad Dobson is one of the most recognizable podcasters in the world, hosting 83 Weeks, Grilling JR, What Happened When, Arn, Wrestling with History, Monday Mailbag with Mike Giotta, Wrestling with Stereotypes, Mance Warners, Mance Splainin, and many, many more. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a busy, busy feller, pasty. I'm not listening to Chris Hero's podcast, though. <laughs> I might listen to this next one. Well, I'll tell you what. Conrad Thompson has so much on his plate. There's no way he could fit another podcast into his family of podcasters. No, definitely not. <clears throat> so on to the next story, Pasty. Um, yes. Speaking of Conrad's growing fa- What? <laughs> oh, speaking of Conrad's growing family of podcasts, Kurt Angle has announced that the Kurt Angle Show podcast will debut on Westwood One on February 7th, 2021, and will be co-hosted by the podfather himself, Conrad Thompson. Angle said, we're going to have a lot of fun with this podcast and get into some great wrestling stories. It's true that I have a lot of stories to tell, and I won't be holding back. Angle also mentioned plans on being open about his past substance abuse issues on the show as well. Conrad added, It's almost become a gag about that he won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. But Kurt Angle wrestled that match and the main event of WrestleMania 19 with a broken neck. His decision to wrestle on those occasions is one, of, is one that he is still paying for today, and it started his dependency on prescription drugs. He goes into all that, and fans are going to love hearing his stories. This is going to be a chance to really learn about the human element of this wrestling machine. That's so, exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to try to find time to start listening to this one now also. <laughs> you know, if I'm Conrad Thompson and multiple people approach me to do podcasts and one of those people is Kurt Angle and the other one is Chris Hero, I'm only doing one podcast. <laughs> I do, I do love though how like he's got so many podcasts that he's just given up having fun names. Like the first right. one was something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, <laughs> and then it was 80, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff was his cool. And what happened when with Tony? What happened when Mondays with Tony Schiavone grilling Jr. because Jr. likes to grill. Then he oh. went to Arn with Arn <laughs> Anderson, and now it's the Kurt Angle Show. <laughs> he just. At least Mance Warner came up with a fun name, Mansplaining. I like that. Right, right. I just like <laughs> he's got two wrestling with podcasts. And like, does he own wrestling with regret then? <laughs> right. Like there's got to be some kind on, of a copyright suit there. Yeah, you can get on copywriting that, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. That would that would show old Billy Zane. Yeah, 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 it would. Smug bastard. You know who would have had a great YouTube channel if he were still alive? Billy Mays. Yes. God, I wish I wish he would have been alive to see YouTube. Oh, man. He'd have been the poster child for it right I'd off the bat, him. I think. I'd fucking watch him. Sham wow me, bro. <laughs> 
Ah, Fat Mac, Disney Channel has picked up Ultraviolet and Blue Demon, a live-action superhero comedy series starring legendary luchador and professional wrestler Blue Demon Jr. playing a version of himself and popular Disney star channel, channel star <laughs> channel <laughs> Disney. Scarlett Estevez, star of Bunked, as Ultraviolet. The series, which introduces a, a relatable Mexican-American family with a very special legacy, will showcase a predominantly Latinx main cast and production team. Boy, you really struggled with that one, and there wasn't even a lot of Hispanic words there, buddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wasn't intending on drinking tonight, and then we were about to start the podcast, and here comes Kirsten with a drink and sets it on the desk. Here we go. No yes. turning back now. Uh, um, th- this could be interesting. You know, I'm uh, I'm one of those those goofy, some would maybe say creepy adults that like to watch uh, shows that maybe are aimed at children or or you know or younger people. I guess. Um, this is the part where you tell people you got kids. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really not that bad. I was trying to get as creepy as possible. No, I, I think this will be fun. I'll have to check it out. At least check out a couple episodes. See how well Blue Demon Jr. does. I think it's going to be good. Hopefully they uh, hopefully they can keep things I want boring. Disney to pick up some of those animated ones that are coming out. I know, right? That's what I want. I don't so much like watching children's live action sitcoms. The acting is just horrible. Yeah. It always It's just horrible. Whereas the cartoons are usually adults doing the voices, so. Yeah. And, you know, the animators know how to draw good, so. Yeah. Yeah, no technical errors there, Pasty, but uh, a technical error did affect fans who were streaming this week's Dynamite, including on the TNT app, Hulu, and YouTube TV. Streams on those platforms picked up right at the end of the Lance Archer-Eddie Kingston match that Fat Mac loved, or that Pasty White loved so much. Start talking about myself in the third person. <laughs> uh, of course, Kingston won that match, but not before taking a rough, rough landing on uh, the hardest part of the ring, Pasty. Yes. Khan and AEW both apologized for the air, and the full match was added to YouTube. Free YouTube, not YouTube TV. No word yet as to what caused such a major guffaw from such a high-profile promotion, but it appears it was on the AEW end as it affected multiple platforms. Yeah, interesting stuff there. Could this, be, uh, could this be Vince McMahon at work, Pasty? Probably. Was he like it, oh, out back pulling? Vince riding back. his peacock from the distance. <laughs> his majestic peacock. <laughs> I could see Vince uh, with a peacock. He rests his peacock betwixt a pair of chocolate titties. You ever, uh, <laughs> you ever hear why Vince McMahon hates giraffes? Is it because of their long necks? Well, it, it has it, it, it has to do with that, yeah. Uh, allegedly, Vince McMahon hates giraffes because he says, such a huge animal and he doesn't eat meat? <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> he doesn't think they exist. <laughs> yeah, it's like, giraffes don't it's exist. can't be a large animal like that and it doesn't eat meat. <laughs> We're being lied to. <laughs> it's the jackalope all over again. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, 
You know, Fat Max, speaking of large meat-eating animals, in an unprompted rant from the latest episode of Table Talk Podcast, <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley said he was upset because dirt sheet writers wouldn't print that he had come out as gay, stating, I come out the closet. I tried to say that I was gay. I tried to come out of the closet and tell the truth, but they don't want to print that. They don't want to say that. I tried to say I was going to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. They don't want to print that either. <laughs> Devon, no, no, the I'm... last time you were on WWE TV, your children were there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, this is kind of odd. Came out of nowhere. Nobody's sure when he tried to tell people he was gay. Not sure. Maybe but, that was Bubba talking about getting the tables, you know, <laughs> grab that wood, Devon. <laughs> but fans around the world can't really tell if Devon Dudley's coming out as genuine or a tasteless joke. Well, Lindsay Martini, Martini, a host of that podcast, quipped, maybe they already know. And many on Twitter were confused as well with tweets like, did Devon Dudley just come out as gay or is this a joke? Another said, did Devon Dudley really try to use coming out of the closet as a way to slam the behavior of the dirt sheets? And another pointing out, coming out isn't a joke. Yeah, quite frankly, it's not. Devon then went and made the waters even murkier, tweeting the confusing tweet, I think it's funny. I didn't think they would bite, but they did. <sighs> what? Oh, boy. There's also the point that him coming out wouldn't be news to promote as there are a number of out and proud LBGTQ plus wrestlers, including Darren Young, Paige, Diamante, Sonia Deville, Effie, Sonny Kiss, AC Mack, Silvo Milano, Tegan Knox, Alley Cat, The Whisper, Ashley Vox of the Sea Stars, Anthony Bowens of the Acclaimed, former Dragon Gate USA champ Money Matt Cage, former AEW women's champ Nyla Rose, former United States champ Orlando Jordan, former NXT women's champ and women's tag champ Shayna Baszler, and pioneers such as the NWA promoter Jim Barnett, Terry Garvin, the Grand Wizard, the Golden Boys Ron and Don, as well as Pat Patterson who just passed in December. Those are just a small amount of the most famous of them. Mexico even has a whole division devoted to them called Exoticos. Yeah, so it's almost like, let's say he is serious and he is gay. We don't know. I mean, it, it seems suspicious, but we don't know. But like, what did he want? Did he want... You know, a, a former wrestler who is never a world champion coming out as gay to be front page on Time Weekly or like, I, I don't know. And allegedly, from what I've I've read, was in the interview, the reason he even said that was because uh, apparently he made a joke about being in love with Stephanie McMahon on Twitter. He tweeted it and literally said, like, I'm infatuated with her. She's beautiful. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. And he was joking. I, I, Whatever. That's cool. And the dirt sheets then went and printed it as if it's fact that he was in love with Stephanie and it caused problems and stuff. So I can see that, but then just going and making up another, like that was a joke. This really isn't a joke. Right. I don't know. 
I don't know. Let's see the sex tape, Devon. Right? I'll watch it. I'll I mean, fucking suffer through it. He's married to a woman, has been for years. Before that, right. he was married to another woman. He has six kids. If, uh, if he's he doesn't, what? If, gotta be pushing what, 55? Yeah. It's like if he doesn't love pussy, I mean, he's doing something. <laughs> he must have some manly looking wives or something, you know? And, and hey, maybe he's bi, and I'm okay with that. But then again, still don't push that, you know, everybody's bitching that and won't tell him that I'm gay. Just say, hey, I'm coming out as bisexual. I'm happy about it. Like, this is the weirdest way to come out I've ever seen. I've never seen any other celebrity gay person come out bitching that people aren't talking about them being gay. <laughs> Never. So from now on, every episode of beef, beef sticks podcast, I think it's only prominent where you remind you that Devon loves the cock. Yeah. That's the way we're going to top of the show. And, and before we sign off, <laughs> love spread it like cancer and Devon loves the cock. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, if this is real, I mean, I wish them all the best. And I hope, um, you know, there are plenty of gay men that are married to women just because that's how it happened. And they have kids and they want to keep the kids happy and have the the whole, you know, life without having the intimacy. Right. Honestly, too, some, most of his kids right now are at the age where they'd probably be dealing with that kind of trying to figure themselves out. So I could see maybe where that might pull him into it himself. But it's. It's odd. Very odd. I have a feeling he had a few drinks before he went on the show. I, <laughs> I haven't listened to the clip yet, so I haven't even got to see, like, the tone and tenor of how he said right. it. Right, so, right. And you think, you think like, Bubba Ray would come out and be like, yeah, oh, yeah, he was gay. He's, he's definitely gay the whole time. He was he always did. looking over <laughs> at the showers. Always. He's <laughs> the one who told me he had to grab the tables every time. <laughs> yeah, it's... uh. You know, if he's gotta gay, wreck not, that wood, he'd tell me. I'm not, if he's gay, I'm not teasing him because he's gay. If he's no. gay, I'm teasing him because he has no canter and doesn't know how to fucking come out as gay, right? In a proper adult, mature way. And if he's not, I am slamming the fucker because there's still a lot of people, you know, less now, but especially in other countries and other places that are scared to come out or who get, you know, abused, some killed just for being gay. It's not a fucking joke. It's not a way to get clickbait. It's not a way to promote your appearance on Drew Paul's drag weight race, which by the way, like 50% of, of drag queens are straight. You know? Right. Yeah. They just not like not everybody drag. who's a drag queen is a homosexual. So that right. doesn't mean anything either. Devon. I do it. I like to do it. I like to do it, do it. Well, we were just talking about the Grand Wizard the other day, too, weren't we? I don't remember why, but... It makes sense, though. The Grand Wizard's gay. Oh, if you've ever seen him dress up, he's quite flamboyant. Somebody should tell the clan. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's great that the Grand Wizard... Is he Wizard, in the Hall of Fame? Like... <laughs> he's, he's a gay black man. It's like, that's the perfect thing for... That's pretty great. Yeah. Um... Well, pasty. Time for our comings and goings. I, I don't have a, a non-crude way of getting into that from this last one, so we're just gonna say it that way. Pro Wrestling Noah's Hideki Suzuki is signing with WWE. Tokyo Sports reveals that Suzuki was recently spotted at the international terminal of the Had Hadina Airport in Tokyo, Japan, 
with a one-way ticket to the United States, according to sources, to officially sign with the WWE, although no details of the contract have been disclosed as of this recording. Suzuki worked as a guest coach for WWE Performance Center in January and February 2020, but now it's rumored that Suzuki is headed back for a permanent role. Suzuki made his pro wrestling debut back in 2008 and was trained by the legendary Billy Robinson, among many others. He has worked for several Japanese promotions, including Pro Wrestling Noah, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle One, Pro Wrestling Zero One, Big Japan, and Noki Genome Federation, among others. And he was named the MVP wrestler in the 2017 Japan Indie Wrestling Awards. Nice. Nice. So, uh, for all them years, the Dudley Boys did that. What's up? And then Devon went face first into a bunch of cock. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's what happened. That's a thing that happened. That that, that happened. That plays in his benefit. <laughs> that story. <laughs> I just. I spent the entire time you were reading that article, <laughs> pondering this out. Like, no, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Yeah, he opens his mouth, sticks out his tongue, and dives into the crotch of another man. Devon, yep. we've known for years. It was obvious. Uh, Yahoo! <laughs> Japan is reporting another Japanese legend. <laughs> I love your reading of that line. That was the best ever. Uh, Japan is reporting another Japanese legend joining WWE. Japan is reporting. Not Japan. The whole country of Japan doesn't report this shit. No, it's excitement. Yahoo! Japan! (laughs) Well, anyways, Yahoo! Japan is reporting another Japanese legend joining WWE as Mako Satomura has signed with the company. This move has been expected since last fall. And now it's official as she will compete as a member of the NXT UK roster. Satomura made her WWE debut in the 2018 May Young Classic, but initially made her professional wrestling debut for all-female promotion Gaia Japan on April 15th, 1995, defeating Sunoko Kato on November 2nd, 1996. Uh... Mako Satomura and Sonoto Kato defeated Sugar Sato and Chikayo Nagashima to become the inaugural AAAW Tag Team Champions. Satomura would go on to win the title on two more occasions, teaming with Ayoko Hamada and Chikayo Nagashima. By the way, I just want to interrupt you for a second. Folks, go look up some um, Ayoko Hamada matches also. She is a badass women's wrestler. She also won the AAAW Singles Championship twice with her second reign ending at the hands of Aja Kong. Mako also wrestled in WCW, including competing in both tournaments to crown a women's champion. The 41-year-old also wrestled in Shikara sporadically from 2012 through their closure and is going to continue to wrestle in Sendai Girls Pro in Japan. This is a this is a good get for WWE, but I'm wondering. I'm thinking they're getting her and they're going to have her do some in ring stuff. But I'm pretty sure it's, they're investing in her for the future. Yeah, like a behind the scenes coach trainer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Mitch is not old. 41 is got AJ Styles is older than that. So it's, she's not old. But. I mean, you don't hire somebody who is in WCW and give them your top title, right? <laughs> no. Looking that at you, AEW. <laughs> well, Pasty, along with Mako, WWE assigned three more wrestlers to begin in NXT UK. Gerstender Singh, <laughs> WWE name, Tony Gill. <laughs> I like the other name better. <laughs> really, they've really changed that one from Gerstender Singh to Tony Gill. <laughs> oh, he's he comes from England. Lucky Kid, WWE name, Medahan Kokabasak. <laughs> Koka- what did they do? Hold on, I'm going to get this one. Metehan Coca Basoglu? <laughs> Meth hand cocks cokes bus So they change Gerstender Singh to Tony Gill, but then they change Lucky Kid to Metahan Coca Buslu. Meat hands cock bags sla. <laughs> oh, anyways, old meat hands, he hails from Germany. <laughs> And Joe Bailey, WWE name Bailey Matthews, who is the son of former TV, IC, European tag, and NXT general manager, champion, William Regal. Oh, boy. That's called nepotism. Yeah, he goes from Joe Bailey to Bailey Matthews, where lucky kid gets fucking meat hand cock block, Lou. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You know, sometimes, like, you just Cock don't like the WWE blue. name because you're used to their original name. This isn't one of them. This is a bad name. It's terrible. I and can't I mean, wait. It's got to mean something in German, I'm sure, because he's from Germany. But it's <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you what. If he stays in NXT UK, he'll be fine. If they bring him over to the states, he's dropping that last name. Right. Uh, what is this? I can't wait to see Meat Hands versus Get These Hands. You know, I guess it's a pretty common last name because um, there's. I just did a Google search for just that, and it's pff, everywhere. Wow! In fact, the first one that comes up is uh, let's see, what was that? Canon Kokabasaglu Hilmer. Then there's. There's Emir Kokosabablu, Ig Kokosagablu, Ben Kokosagablu, Erkin I like Erkin. Erkin. Oh, oh, there's an Ozerg Kokobasaglu. O Z G U R. Oh, wow. Ozger. Maybe that's like Oscar in He's German. Ozger <laughs> the Ogre. Ozgers are like onions. <laughs> oh, fun times, man. Fun times. <laughs> Nothing better than when me and you get to sit around and make fun of names. WWE is oh. great for that. Oh man, we have a blast. Uh, they, they sometimes they lob us some easy ones though, and that was this have one a right blast here. in the Seaman Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, AW did an injury angle with Pentagon Junior during last week's episode of Dynamite that saw Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers beating down the Mexican star in a backstage angle. Well, Pasty, why isn't this on the injury report then? Well, the latest report confirms that it wasn't even the real Pentagon behind the mask. It was Chris Jericho, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
As the man behind the mask wasn't the real Pentagon, and he didn't have the Sarah Marrow hand tattoos, which the real star has. It's TJP, bro. Watch out. Yeah, yo. Turns out the Luch brother is currently in Mexico sorting out a visa issue, and he is expected to be back on AEW TV when it's taken care of. Well, you don't see WWE going to bat to get him back in the country. Well, it's because WWE doesn't have Pentagon signed to their roster. I know. That that was kind of a joke. <laughs> they'll, they'll that could be what they're suing the government for. <laughs> Who knows? Tear it <laughs> out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You never know. Pentagon, oh, you can be- just walk around, I promise. <laughs> right. 30 feet long. <laughs> It's not that difficult. <laughs> well, Pasty, before we He's jump into the, the injury, though, that's the problem. Before we jump into the Royal Rumble predictions, we do have some uh, some not so good news because we do have an injury report this week. Short, but not so sweet. Starting this one out is the ever uh, the, the ever injured Matt Hardy, but of course you can't blame Tony Khan for this one. No, no, no. Matt Hardy was involved in a minor car accident this week. The broken one said he was checking out another car wreck and ended up causing one himself. (laughs) Hardy wrote on Twitter, Today's free advice. Don't rubberneck at wrecks or you'll create another one. Thank goodness I'm invincible. (laughs) Thankfully, Hardy sounds like he's doing just fine and shouldn't miss any time due to this easily avoidable accident. Oh, man, Matt. He needs to fucking take it easy. He should probably just take, like, a year off. What's funny, though, is you could see, like, the character Matt Hardy doing that. Right. So that's the best part. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> My car, it is broken. Your insurance will be deleted. My insurance is obsolete. <laughs> That sounds like Matt. <laughs> I see him rolling with no insurance. <laughs> uh, uh, he's always good for a story. He is. So, so is Sean Waltman. That's true. <laughs> and he underwent knee surgery on Wednesday. Xbox posted an Instagram clip as he was about 30 minutes away from going under the knife. He noted that he was being operated on by Dr. Chung at the UCLA Medical Center in Santa Monica, California. Six tweeted on Monday night and noted that he's looking forward to trying out the new knee when he's done with his post-surgery rehab. Finally, he can get rid of that yeast infection. Well, you know, all I got to say is this ain't the first time that old Sean Waltman's going to rehab. <laughs> it won't be the last. <laughs> No, good for him, getting himself fixed up, getting taken care of business. The man seems to stay pretty busy, so I think it'll help to force him to take some rest. Unfortunately, but, uh, this this next one won't be staying so busy. No, but he is getting some rest because Roderick Rod McMahon the third passed away at the age of seventy seven Wednesday, January twentieth. Rod was the only sibling to WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. Rod was not involved in the pro wrestling business like his younger brother, their father, and their grandfather, but he did attend some WWE events at times, including many of the WWE Hall of Fames. 
Rod graduated from Havlock High School in North Carolina and received a Bachelor of Business degree from Memphis State University, where he had class with a honky-tonk man. He jo- that, no, I made that honky-tonk man thing up. <laughs> he joined the U.S. Air Force and while stationed at Ramstein Air Force Base, Germany, he- <laughs> right, that's what I thought too. <laughs> do, do us. That's how they woke him up every morning. <laughs> Um, while he was there, though, he met his future wife, Janice Gagan McMahon. They were married on November 11th, 1967. Then in 1987, Rob, Rod and Janice founded North American Metals, Inc. and ran the steel custom forging and special metals distribution company out of Houston, Texas, a family venture that continues to thrive to this day. By all accounts, he was a leader, a mentor, counselor and most importantly rod carried through his personal and business life as with an open door policy to all that knocked on it a kind and most generous soul a character that vince could never hope to emulate you know back in the day he had a whole bunch of superstars saying vince always had the door open if you wanted to go talk to him but that's that's definitely nothing we've seen in the last decade and a half right uh yeah so rest in peace to old Roddy the third. I don't know. Who, I don't know who the other Rodericks were because his dad was, you know, Roderick Strong is one of them. Vincent McMahon. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just added that in. I don't know. <laughs> just to look cool. Here, here. <laughs> the first two didn't make it. Right. <laughs> he was the third child she tried to have. And they kept naming him Rod. It's like, one of them's got to go. We gotta get one. Uh, you know, Vince probably uh, developed his his phallic infatuation growing up, making fun of his brother's name, Rod, and the fact that he married a woman named Gagan. Gagan. <laughs> I remember. I remember a story about uh, Rod's wife, Janice. When uh, she went on a uh, she went on a podcast and was bitching because she said I tried to tell everybody I was a Gagan and none of the dirt sheets picked it up. <laughs> Did yeah. she also do the what? <laughs> I think I think she invented it. <laughs> she invented it while she was working on old Roderick's rod. <laughs> she had jaw issues though she wasn't trying to be funny no that's just how she talked (laughs) well she was actually she was she was uh she was pleasuring rod orally and uh, the phone rang and of course she picked it up and you know well old rod he doesn't give up she couldn't come off the the knob so she just said (laughs) it's terrible it's terrible but word has it this has got Vince kind of uh, feeling a little mortal, seeing as, as Rod wasn't very much older than he, I think two years. Yeah. Uh, he he hasn't been uh, doing Raw or SmackDown or whatever for the last couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, Triple H has had the ability to step up and kind of run the shows. And so, I mean, I'm sure that's going to change. With, it's- with Vince on the phone, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's on the phone. Uh, 
Yeah, I wonder I, if Vince had kind things to say at Rod's funeral, like he did at the Rock's dad's funeral. <laughs> right. Well, by all accounts, he was he was never close to any of his family. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Their dad wasn't really in the picture. His mom molested him. You know, I don't know. Old Rod didn't have nothing to do with the wrestling business. Vince didn't even, I think Vince didn't even meet his father until he was like 20 something. Right. Till he was ready to come take over the company. Yeah. That's really, yeah. I mean, they, they had no bond. It was basically just a business relationship. So, so weird. He must've had some good dirt on his daddy or something. Yeah. he Something. I'll tell you what else is something, though, Pasty, and that is the 2021 WWE Royal Rumble. Yawn. Yeah. I don't even want to watch. I don't <laughs> know what's going on anymore. I don't care. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Go ahead. Take her away, Paste. Coming in with the first match of the night, potentially. It's the Women's Tag Championship match. Seeing Asuka and Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. I'm going to say Asuka and Charlotte retain. I'm going to say Shayna and Nia Jax. I'm not really invested in this, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I like having, I like seeing Asuka with the championship. I don't like seeing Charlotte with the championship. So I'm kind of split there. I just feel (laughs) like they're, they're supposed to, they're supposed to lose it and they're supposed to fight each other at mania for no title on the line, which I'm okay with. That'd be, I think that could be a good match, but yeah, I just don't, be a good match. I don't see them losing it just yet. I feel like they could lose it at fast lane and still tell that story fast enough. Right. You know? And they haven't had it that long. And I think, was it two pay-per-views ago or yeah, one? I think two pay-per-views. Yeah. So, and as fast as WWE doles them out, that was only two weeks ago. I think you never know. Right. Well, Pasty, I guess it wouldn't be a Royal Rumble without a Royal Rumble match. Here we got a 30-man Royal Rumble match. 13 men. We do not know who they're finna be, what kind of surprises are in store. But the ones we do know are AJ Styles, Big E, Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Edge, Jeff Hardy, Jay Uso, John Morrison, The Miz, Mustafa Ali, Otis, Randy Orton, Sami Zayn, Sheamus, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Sounds um, like a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, out of everybody there, I can only really see three people winning it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe five. <clears throat> but um, but I'm going to go out on a limb, Pasty, and pick somebody who isn't even on the card. And I'm going to say old, uh, I'm going with my heart, not my head. I'm going to say Keith Lee ends up winning the Rumble and goes on to WrestleMania to face uh, Drew McIntyre, because that'd be a hell of a match. That would be a good match. I'd like Lee versus Roman, though. I think that would mean more. Yeah, and then you've got a face versus a heel, whereas face versus face for Manny. I don't know. Either way, I guess you're good. Right. I am also taking a walk on the wild side, Fat Mac. I am not picking from the named pool. I'm picking Tommy Dreamer. (laughs) You sure, Pasty? Because even if he was listed on here, we'd know he wouldn't win. (laughs) 
I'm picking them. <clears throat> you go for it, buddy. Then we have the 30 women Royal Rumble match. We don't know 18 of them. But we do know this match will feature Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, Nia Jax, Peyton Royce, Ruby Riot, Shayna Baszler, and Tamina Snuka. Well, Pasty, at least you can't pick Tommy Dreamer for this one. So who do you got? Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm doing it. You're going for Dreamer to, to take it all, huh? I am. I then he can then he can uh, he can fight for both titles at Mania, and then and then he can unify them. Dreamer Mania, man! I've been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> Dreamer is going to take Goldberg out. The lowest buy rate of any WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, this time I am going to pick somebody who's on the list. But to be fair, I've actually had her pinned to win this one since before I think any names were announced. I I want to see the EST of WWE win the RR. That didn't work out as well as I thought it would. I'm picking <laughs> Bianca Belair. You want to see her beat the REST? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. The what? The rest. REST. Uh, the EST of WWE beat the REST. I thought you were going into the fucking respect song. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> oh, fun. <clears throat> oh my God. I don't know if you've watched dynamite lately. I haven't got to watch this week's dynamite yet. I watched last Tony week. Khan, Tony Khan showed up the money to buy a theme song for, for the Lucha or the, the jungle express. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did... oh, 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 that, that fucking eighties song. Yeah, I know. That was horrible. I have that seen that. Um, he seems to be buying a lot of songs too, which also makes me wonder if that's a smart move, if he's really thinking ahead or not. It's better than the bullshit that a lot of the superstars are working with. I think it's a solid investment. And that's, that's a chantable song. You know, that that'll get over well when it's an arena full of people. It is, but what happens when uh, WWE picks up old Luchasaurus because he's getting over and now, uh, now what are they going to do with the song? Nobody's going to want Luchasaurus. <laughs> do you w- know what happened? WWE cut off his horns. The man ain't worth shit now. WWE would pick up Luchasaurus, take his mask off. He'd be the new Baron Corbin. I mean that <laughs> in the best way possible. Oh, that's but he's so just, bad. I mean, he's a tall, chiseled, handsome man, you know, and uh, and he can work. Yeah. Unlike uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I like, I mean, part of me says I wish WWE would have bought their songs because watching the network really sucks. Yeah. You know? But again, thinking of it as a business and not as a fan, you're spending a lot of money on a short-term investment. You, know you got I mean? to assume in this in this market of, of streaming music, it can't cost that much. to it can't, it, The price on buying rights to a song has got to be less now. M- music as a whole is worth less now. Possibly. I, don't, I mean, I guess I haven't gone out to buy a song lately other than... Um, I mean... Other than now, that's what I call dad music. I mean, I'm just going to blow the whole industry out the water here. But if we wanted to only have our podcast on Spotify, we are allowed by law to use any music on Spotify in our podcast. 
Correct. But again, yeah. only while it's on Spotify. Right. If we were to go somewhere else, we'd have to edit everything out. Right. Well, we wouldn't because, you know, <laughs> the five listeners aren't going to raise a fuss. <laughs> <laughs> we love you five, but it, yes. Yeah, I don't know. It is. Sometimes, sometimes I think Tony runs the company as a fan and not as a businessman, and it worries me. Because I want to see this company last longer than WCW. I agree. But, you know, I have a feeling his dad is smart enough that if he does start getting too carried away, his dad will slap him on the wrist and cinch up the pocketbook. Probably. You know, the dad's the one that owns it. Tony's just there for the face. He's just the face of the company. So, oh, with that being said, Pasty, um, oh, you're up. No, yes. Uh, me, you, you, you're up. You're up. I don't know where things are. You're things up. Are in Europe. Drew McIntyre, you're up. All right. Uh, WWE Championship match. Drew McIntyre taking on Bill Goldberg. Pasty, first off, I want to say what I think is going to happen is uh, Drew McIntyre is going to win this match. I think this match will be the first match on the card. But I think that uh, Goldberg is going to win the Royal Rumble. I know that's not who I picked, folks, but it's the Rumble. You can you can bet with your heart like Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> and I think Goldberg wins the Rumble, and I think he faces Roman Reigns, to be honest, because um, there's no way The Rock is wrestling. Yeah, no, no, no. They, they announced the next two WrestleMania locations, though. Rock will wrestle when they go to Hollywood. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I could see it. Uh, and is, then Roman not- Reigns will probably go do another movie after that. Yeah, but the thing is, it's not up to it's not up to the Rock if he can wrestle. It's up to right. his, uh, it's up to his insurance and everything else, and uh, whatever company he's making a movie for. And yeah, I mean, hopefully with enough time, he can schedule it out. But nonetheless, uh, I'm picking Drew McIntyre. I'm just gonna go as history has wrote itself many times before, and I'm gonna fucking pick Goldberg. Right. What's <sighs> sad though with Goldberg on top, they do get better views and better ticket buys. He's nowhere near as entertaining as Brock Lesnar. No, he's not. Brock Lesnar's not that entertaining either, but I don't know. I hate it, but I'm picking him because I hate it. And I'm going to hate this pay-per-view. I, I don't even know. I'm going to hate watch it. I uh, I might <laughs> I might watch it. I might go and watch a couple things. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit through either Royal Rumble match. Those things are all the same every time. And <sighs> Yeah. yeah. I have a feeling McIntyre Goldberg will be good as long as they don't squash match it. As long as it's not just Goldberg spear jackhammer over, you know. That's what I want. That's what the fiend got. Fuck Drew McIntyre. Yeah, well. (laughs) You know. Uh, Then we have the Universal Championship last man standing match. Seeing Roman Reigns taking on Kevin Owens. You know how I've been calling it so far? Real safe, real close. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Kevin Owens. Yeah, well, I'm a uh I'm I'm of sound mind and body, and I uh I'm pretty sure KO isn't beating Roman Reigns <laughs> for the title. Kevin Owens beat the shit out of Roman Reigns last week on SmackDown, put him through the announce table with a pop-up powerbomb. Yeah, Roman is winning this one. Yeah. 
But I'm going with Kevin Owens because fuck this shit. I do want to point out, and and, and it, this doesn't mean any anything really, but um, oh fuck, I can't even think of what uh, what uh, WWE. So, anyways, there's a, I can't think of who it is now. One of the Twitter handles that puts out a lot of spoilers that are usually like ninety percent right. They got a really good track record of picking WWE like, on Fox. I'm pretty sure, right? No, or not not an in company thing, but a never mind. Yeah, <laughs> um, they tweeted out that that one of the endings that was laid out to him for the men's Royal Rumble, he said, is really scary. So now that's all it said. So now does that mean they're going to do something like freaky with the fiend? Does that mean it's something scary like? a big dangerous spot? Is it something scary like Goldberg wins and everybody's going to be pissed? I don't know how to take it, but that's what he said. So and I don't he did know how you do a scary spot in a Royal Rumble match, though. That's that's weird. They've done you, weirder stuff in Rumble You can matches. guarantee the Fiend is going to be back, though, because he's been gone all this time, and now Randy Orton's in it. Dude, so he's dead. He was burned. He's dead. Randy Orton's face was burned, and he came out in a burn mask, and now he's got burn makeup. They might as well call him Kane. It's dumb. It's all dumb all the way around. You're watching Raw or what? How do you know all this stuff? Eclipse on YouTube. Eclipse? There's an Eclipse? Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't know none of that. I believe you, though. Yeah, no, no. I fucking... Because it was was, uh, Alexa Bliss bagging Randy Orton to light her on fire, and she poured gasoline all over herself. I didn't see he, that. He didn't light her on fire. So the next week she blew a fireball on his face. Well, wasn't that he light, well, he didn't light her on fire, but wasn't that like the, uh, the cliffhanger though? Like she doused herself and he had a lit. Yeah. It was a lit match and the lights went out and then, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fireballed him. And then she fireballed him. And then, like I said, the, the next week he had like this mask on where his like nose was kind of cut out and his eyes were cut out and around his mouth. It was like, like a Some jack stupid, Yeah, kind of like a gimpy <laughs> gimp mask kind of yeah. thing. And then this week he didn't have the mask. He had face paint. So you just kind of blew my mind a while ago, and it just kind of finally caught up to me. Drew McIntyre's a face now? Drew McIntyre hasn't been a heel. He's facing Bill Goldberg, who's a face. Goldberg's a heel because he's an old guy coming to take a championship off of somebody who deserves it. I know, but in storylines, he's a face. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what they do. Goldberg Hmm. almost always gets those face versus face matches, and it's stupid. I always think of McIntyre as a heel, probably because he's a really good heel. He is a good heel, and he should be a heel, but he's too comparable to Roman Reigns, who is right now by far the better heel. Drew McIntyre well, couldn't hold a candle to Roman Reigns. I often mistake the uh, the Scottish for Samoan. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, that. it's they're right next to each other. Same oh. fucking thing. It's like Patty Duke all over again. They both eat spam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that the Scottish know what spam is. Haggis spam. It's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Spam <laughs> is just slightly more processed haggis, basically. <laughs> Um, that is true. <laughs> Pasty, we got a tiebreaker here, and um, uh, it might be kind of convoluted. I'm not sure. It was because I didn't get it. <laughs> okay. I think it's easier to explain than to write. So the tiebreaker basically, 
Well, this you tie- don't even know, do you? No, I do, but the tiebreaker doesn't work with your picks. <laughs> Basically, well, first of all, there's not going to be a tiebreaker. Pasty's not winning this one. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, um, the tiebreaker is whichever one of our rumble picks, um, whatever, whatever number they get eliminated. Like if they're, um, like if they're the, 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 if they're the first one eliminated, their number is one. If they're last eliminated, their number is 29. If they're the winner, the number is 30. You know what I mean? At whatever point yeah. they're eliminated, that's um that that's the that, that's the number we're giving them. So for I'll the make main, it easier for you then. Go ahead. Tommy Dreamer, TD. I will pick for the men's Royal Rumble entrant 20 and the women's Royal Rumble entrant 4. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> but those are the numbers I'm picking to win. Because T is the 20th letter and D is the 4th letter. And then that makes this easier for you, I think. (laughs) Elimination, you jackass! I I, I know! (laughs) You're saying entrant. I have no idea what you're saying now. Well, somebody has to enter to be eliminated, so... Well, who cares when they fucking enter? (laughs) Well, they're still going to be eliminated at some point, so that number... What if they win?! Well, Tommy Dreamer's not going to enter ever. Well, that's my point. That's why I said you fucked up with That's why my pick for the men's match is whoever's number 20 and my pick for the women's match is whoever's number four. (laughs) That way my people are in the match and I don't get us in here. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I I see what you're saying now. I see. Your tiebreaker stand-in. You're still picking Tommy Dreamer, but your tiebreaker stand-in, is that what you're trying to say? Sure. Is whoever comes in at that number? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Well, I was just going to say, fuck Tommy. Well, I'm going to continue to use the essence of Tommy Dreamer. Like I said, T is the 20th letter of the alphabet. D okay. Is the- oh, okay. So you're not picking Tommy Dreamer, but you're no. using, but he, you're, you're, you're putting him inside yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the? <laughs> and whoever that person is is who you're picking to win. Yes. Okay. 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 And I'll do the math for the fucking elimination. Don't worry. So you're picking. Uh, what are we picking? Uh, no, twenty. Tommy is T. T is twenty. So men's is twenty, and and women's is four. Four twenty, baby. Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on. Okay, that that and, works better for me. I feel better now. All right, because we both know Tommy Dreamer ain't even. He could he could show up in the Rumble match, and that would not surprise me. <laughs> but uh, him going over, other than going over the top rope, <laughs> isn't happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just picked Tommy Dreamer because I don't give a fuck about this pay-per-view. Well, and it's a rumble. You know, I mean, yeah. you never know. It can yeah. it can almost go anyway. I mean, yes, we all know that Sami Zayn is not winning the rumble, but he should. But he should. He's one of the best in the company. Yes. Yes. 
Bob Hasty, we knocked this one out quicker than I expected we would. I, I guess it helps we don't care about the rumble, so it goes fast. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely it. I didn't want to sit here and pick through everybody and try to guess who the other 40 people who haven't been announced are. Right. Uh, I hear you. Yeah. Should we cast our predictions of what we're going to grade the show? <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm being optimistic and saying um, <clears throat> C. <laughs> I was gonna say C minus. <laughs> Remember, oh, I said optimistic being C. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm guessing right in there. But I mean, hey, maybe it's surprise. No, nah, it's not gonna. No, I'm pretty sure we got lucky and had a good Royal Rumble either last year or the year before. So we're not gonna get one for a while. Yeah. And I mean, they're just so easy to get, especially now that they have two rumbles. I still say, I know we talked about this before, but I still say they should just do every other year, have a women's rumble one year, a men's rumble the next, women's the one, men's the next. Because having two rumbles in one pay-per-view is a lot to try to digest. Right. The way I look at it too is, is you've got pretty relatively clear lines towards WrestleMania without having the rumble match. For, for at least both the men's championships. So why not just have a women's rumble? You know what I mean? Exactly. Whoever doesn't have the clear path. Yeah. 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 Well, or do it for would... every championship. <laughs> I was going to say, in which case it would always be the women's match. Cause they don't write storylines for women. <laughs> they focus on the men's titles, but I said, uh, Bailey's probably going to win and challenge fucking Banks, though, huh? I was going to say, do we even know who the champions are? Banks and who else? Is Asuka still champion? Is she? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's why no. Charlotte is doing the thing. She's doing the thing? Yeah, the tag, we're going to be tag teaming. So oh, we're friends now. Okay, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and makes then I'm going to be Charlotte Flair, and I'm going to uh. take your championship. I, I see it now. Yeah, they could split up in Charlotte. Okay, that makes even more sense then, like you said. Yeah. But, but you said for no title. I would like it for no title. But I don't think that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. You got to put the gold on Charlotte at WrestleMania. It's anything, tradition. Anything can happen at Fastlane, pasty. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I like how we only ever got one Great Balls of Fire, but this fast lane shit just keeps coming back. Right, Great Balls of Fire was solid. Yeah, it was a good show. Really good. Really good show. Very much was. So, Pasty, a lot coming up in the future. Of course, I'm sure we're going to have more news on the whole Peacock deal. Probably dang near every week going forward, I would assume. You know, how oh no are. doubt, because they really didn't say anything more than it's happening. Right. I mean, we got a good twenty minutes talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to go over shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that for sure. Um. Got AEW's got a show coming up pretty soon too, don't they? Yeah. Next week is Beach Bash, and Revolution is coming up revolution yeah oh they're that's building march well yeah but they're they're actually like solidifying matches for it now right. i yeah i love the fact that they have like six pay-per-views in a, in a year that's that's cool i like it 
I think they're still only doing four pay-per-views and then a bunch of AEW specials, which right, which is fine. I I just I don't know. I don't feel like they're that special, right? <laughs> but but I definitely dig. We're not getting twelve pay-per-views a year from AEW, right? And we get sixteen from WWE. So right. Oh, we do have a takeover that's unnamed right now. <laughs> that's that's always good. All I know is it happens on Valentine's Day, so Oh, Valentine's Day Massacre. That'd be, be cool right. if they brought that name back. I'm hoping they do. They fucking should. They've been bringing back all kinds of names. Thing is, I don't know if WWE nowadays can have Massacre in a title, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even name their or even name a pay-per-view over a slaughter that happened. <laughs> NXT Which is already weird epidemic. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, this was a fun, this was a fun one, son. Yes, it was. Good, fast-paced beef stick right to your face like what? (laughs) (laughs) It'll be interesting to hear what comes out from that also. Right. What comes out from him coming out. I'll, uh. I'll take to Twitter and try to track down his kids and ask for their inside expertise. Ask his wife. Just go straight <laughs> to the fucking source. Six kids. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of not happy sex. Right. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of not happy sex also, but not six kids worth. Anyways, with that being said, <laughs> I am your co-host, the implorable Fat Mac. And I am the enigmatic pasty. Oh, I was really hoping you were going to go for adorable. <laughs> now I got to take the Jeff Hardy route. That's true. Yes. Love. Spread it like cancer. (laughs) Don't forget it. Don't forget. Spread it it like cancer. Because we're fucking laying it out there. (laughs) We're the real journalists here. Oh my God. We should write fan fiction about Devon and start spreading it from our podcast to the people. Oh my God. (laughs) We can do that. That could be a new segment. I don't know if I could write gay fan fiction, let alone for Devon. Like if I did, I'm sure it would involve Sean Connery. How he squirts the cum from the t- the gap between his teeth across the room. He gleeks it. <laughs> Testify. I can't take it. Hang it. Hey, he started it. He said we didn't want to report on it. We want to report on it, Devon. <laughs> reporting our asses off. <laughs> you ain't seen reporting yet. Wonder what uh I wonder whatever happened between him and Deacon Batista. <laughs> we know how we know how those priests are, you know. Uh crazy shit. Well, that's the show for you this week, folks. It's time to go back to reality for the next seven days or so. Snap out of it. 